Welcome to the Farming Without the Bank podcast, the show with a no BS approach to money. Hosted by a farm strategy expert and authorized IBC practitioner. Join us as we get real and expose the flaws of traditional financial institutions in order to help farmers take control of their finances, create peace of mind, grow their wealth, and leave a legacy. Now, here's your host, Mary Jo Ehrman. Welcome to today's podcast. Thank you again for being here. Hope everybody is having a fantastic day. I want to talk to you today about taxes. And should we pay them? Should we avoid them? What do we need to do with taxes? It is probably one of the biggest problems that farmers have just because of the fact that It really is farmers that get in trouble for not paying taxes. And in trouble, I mean having cash flow issues because we're trying to avoid taxes. And so let's talk about that a little bit because our accountants, most accountants, I am not going to lump all accountants together, but most accountants try to avoid taxes. They just try to get you in a lower tax bracket because that's what you've been led to believe. Just like you were led to believe that you should pay the least amount of money for the most amount of life insurance, right? Now you met me and you're like, how much can I put in there? Because we're creating wealth. And so taxes are the same thing. We have to pay them. It is an evil. I don't want to say a necessary evil because there's people on both sides of the aisle. I don't like paying taxes. Nobody likes paying taxes. I do like my roads being taken care of. And I do like the fact that I have emergency care and I have police and those sort of things. So I don't mind paying some taxes, but I don't want to overpay on taxes either. But we have to be smart about it. And I have several hundred farmers as clients. I've talked to thousands of farmers, being farm shows, meetings, if I'm speaking somewhere, it doesn't matter. I've I've talked to thousands of farmers. And that, just from talking to those people, I can see that the people with money, the farmers that have a positive cash flow, are not avoiding taxes. How do I know that? Because I can ask them what their financials look like. And when I see that they've got profits, it's probably because they don't have a lot of expenses. They don't have a large tractor payment. They don't have a large cattle loan. They don't have a lot of money flowing out of their system. They have income-producing assets. They have land. They have cows. They have sheep. They have stores. Whatever it is that they have, they have something that is generating cash flow coming into them, and they don't have a lot of cash flow leaving their account. So if you're trying to avoid taxes, what do you do? You're most likely not going to pay cash for whatever it is you're buying. You're most likely going to go to the bank to borrow money to buy it, or you're going to go to John Deere Financial or some financial institution to get money to buy that. How much are you really saving? I mean, we have to think about it. How much are we really saving? What is our tax bracket? 
And a lot of people don't understand how tax brackets work either. And it's a tiered system. So if you make a million dollars, you're not paying 37% tax on that full million, okay? You're paying it in tiers because if you make a million dollars a year, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tax brackets, 10 to 37%. Now I'm looking at a calculator that I have. I use the Truth Concepts calculators and he has an income tax chart in there and I can plug in income taxes and it'll tell me how much is tiered. So let's just say that you are making $100,000 of profit. That is your net income, $100,000, okay? That means that 19,000 is at 10%, and I'm rounding these now because they're not even. 19,000 is at 10%, 59,000 is at 12%, and 21,000 is at 22%. So your highest bracket is 22%. So if you want to avoid taxes and you don't want to be in the 22% tax bracket, you need to spend $21,000 to get you down to the 12% tax bracket. So you only save 22% on the 21,000. You saved 4620. So if you spend $21,000 to save 22%, you had to spend $4,620. So you spent $21,000 to save $4,600? Does that even make sense? You spent an extra $16,000 you didn't need to spend. So do we need to be spending money to save money? And even if everything was in the 22% tax bracket, you're gonna save 20, you're gonna spend a dollar to save 22 cents? Did you need to spend the dollar? Did you need whatever you bought? Whatever you buy, is it an income-producing asset or is it a depreciating asset that's not making you any money, it's just costing you money? At the end of the day, you get to decide who you like more or who you like less. Do you like the IRS less than your bank? Are you willing to go to the bank and get a $50,000, loan and make payments to them for the next five to seven years just so that you can save tax money today. Even if we look at this example, we went and got a $21,000 loan, let's say, just so that we could save money today. Now we have to make payments on the $21,000, right? So some of you are going to say, well, I saved $4,600. So it didn't really cost me 21. It only cost me 16. Okay. But now you have a loan at 21. And what is the interest going to cost you on that loan? So let me just run this. If you have a $21,000 loan at 5% over seven years, guess what you paid in interest? 4405 Guess what you saved in taxes in one year, 4,600. Where is the savings? You just decided instead of giving the IRS $4,600, you're gonna give $4,400 to the bank if that's who you financed it with. Or is it just easier to pay the taxes? Would it just be easier to pay the taxes of $4,600 and be done with it? 
because what you're buying is not income generating. What you're buying is creating cash flow to leave your system. And it looks great and fine and dandy when cattle prices are high, when corn prices are high, when bean prices are high, whatever it is you're planting. When commodities are high, it looks fantastic. But as soon as commodities go down and you can't make that payment, then you're upset with the bank because they're asking you how you're going to make the payment and they're concerned that you're, they're not going to make it. Or you're upset because John Deere Financial is saying, hey, I'm going to take that tractor back because you didn't make your payment because we overestimated. The accountant said, I can save you $4,600 today in taxes. But what the accountant failed to do is say, hey, can you still make that payment if corn is three and a quarter, a bushel? instead of 650. Can you still make that payment if cattle prices drop to where they're at today? If you can't, then you shouldn't be buying it. That is what is getting a lot of people into trouble. A lot of people that I see that are financially in trouble, that are having a hard time of making it, is because we have too many payments and not enough cash flow coming in. If we say, hey, we had a really good year and we're just going to pay cash for it, that might be a different story, right? Now you spent $21,000 to save four. You could have took that $16,000. If you didn't need that item, you could have took that $16,000 and put it into a life insurance policy and earned interest on that the rest of your life. So again, could have we done better things with it? Yeah, we could have. However, we could have taken that 21000 put it into a policy, borrowed against the cash value, still bought whatever it is we're buying for a tax write-off. Mmm, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? We can still get that tax write-off if we're going to use cash. We just need to put it in a policy first. Seven to ten days, we're borrowing against that money and using it to buy things. What we can't do is get mad at the bank because they're questioning us how we're going to pay for things. We wrote the check. We bought it. So why do we get mad at them? They just told us they'll give us the money. Of course they're going to give us money. Why wouldn't they give you money? That's how they make money. The person we should be most upset with is one ourself for maybe not doing the due diligence and really learning about it, and two, the accountant who is giving us horrible advice and not helping plan for the next seven years. Now, not all accountants are like this. My accountant is not. He does not like it when you buy things to avoid taxes. And I can understand why. I pay my taxes. It's less than buying something to avoid the taxes. And in this scenario that I'm sharing with you, only 20 of $100,000 of income. Again, 21,000 is taxed at 22%. 59,000 is taxed at 12. So if you buy something, let's say you buy something for $30,000, 21 of that you save 22% tax on, the other 9,000 you're only saving 12% tax on. So if you're in a 12% tax bracket, because you're only making $60,000 or you're only making $80,000, if you're in a 12% tax bracket, is it worth that savings? Is it worth 12 cents for every dollar spent? If you drove past 
an implement dealer and they had those big flags out front fly in that said sale here today 12% off anything and everything on the lot. Would you stop or would you go 12%? That's not a big deal. You would probably not stop. You would probably drive by and laugh at them because they're only having a 12% off sale. Yet that's what you did. You went in to save 12% on taxes. It's the same thing. These implement dealers, anybody at the end of the year is having a big sale for farmers because the accountant has created this big sale and we've been led to believe that we should avoid taxes. Not all debt is bad. If you have income producing debt, that is fantastic. If you have a debt that is depreciating, that is costing you money, that is not generating cash flow, you might just want to pay taxes instead. Okay? I am not saying don't ever buy anything. I am just sharing with you what I have seen, numbers with clients that are sitting financially well, and why every farmer is not struggling right now. And that's awesome. There are a lot of farmers out there that are not struggling in today's commodity prices because they've not overbought. They don't have, they maybe didn't overbuy land. They didn't overbuy equipment. I mean, think about it. It's 2019. It's the end of 2019. We had high prices in 2014. That was only five years ago. We still are most likely making payments on equipment that we bought when corn prices were high, when beans were high, when commodities were high. We are either coming to an end on those payments or we still have those payments if we bought it like the last year of high commodity prices. That's only been five years. A lot of these things are financed five to seven. And we've had some really crappy years. But those who looked out five to seven years and planned, can I pay this worst case scenario, are sitting in a much better position because they didn't overbuy. You know, at the end of the day, every time I pay taxes, I remind myself, thank goodness you made money. It's a good thing that you were profitable because if you weren't, you wouldn't have to pay taxes. If I didn't make money and my business wasn't successful, I wouldn't have to pay taxes. And with that comes the stress of not being able to afford anything, which I've been there. I've been there. There were years I didn't have to pay taxes and I couldn't afford a coffee at McDonald's. I couldn't afford new clothes. I couldn't afford a vacation, a new vehicle. But guess what? Today I have to pay taxes and I am just happy that it's profitable and that I can pay those taxes, that I've made enough money and I've saved that money to pay taxes. I don't love it. I don't like the fact that the government's taking my money. I don't mind that they're taking it for certain things, but I don't love the fact that they're taking it and mismanaging it. But it is what it is. So I will pay the taxes. I will not complain because I am not in a government office. I'm not running for county commissioner. I'm not running for senator. 
until I decide to run for a public office, which will probably be never because I can't handle the politics, until I would decide to run, all I can do is vote the way I want and shut up and pay my taxes, put my nose down, help more farmers, because the bigger issue for me is making sure that you guys get ahead. If I can help you, then I'm happy. I'll pay my taxes. I'll figure out a way to buy an income generating asset. If I buy land, if if I buy farm ground, if I buy apartments, if I buy whatever, I will figure out a way to do that. I will find that opportunity, which will be great. Absolutely fantastic. I'll create some write-offs. But in the meantime, I'm not going to fight that. I'm not going to complain about that. I am going to rather put my energy into helping you because you have to get ahead. Nobody is teaching you guys this. Instead, they're saying, hey, go buy something to avoid taxes. But I want you to think about that. Can't get mad at the bank. Can't blame it all on the accountant. You have to look at you. You signed the check. You bought it. You made that ultimate decision. Ask your accountant to explain it to you. Ask them to explain the tiered taxation system. I had to ask my accountant. They don't just voluntarily take time to teach this stuff. Accountants and attorneys are some of the only people that do not need to return phone calls on a regular basis. It's quite amazing to me. But we're at their mercy. We need them. So they don't have to. They don't have to take the time to explain things. I explain things in detail when you buy a life insurance policy. I want you to understand the workings of it. Even if you don't want to, I think it's important that you do. But we don't when it comes to taxes. We just take somebody else's word for it. We just allow the bank to run our operation. We have to stop. The accountant and the banker should not be running the operation. We should be running the operation. You should know those numbers. And I've talked about that a bazillion times, so I'm not even going to go there today. You can listen to the old podcasts if you haven't listened to those previously. Okay, I hope that that helps. If you are a client and you want to see these taxation tiers, just let me know. I'll be happy to put them out there for you guys to see, or we can talk about it in our next meeting. If you're not a client, you can go to truthconcepts.com and you can get that information there as well. I might throw some on my Facebook page. So if you want to go to my Facebook page, you'll be able to see the tiers on there. I'll um, do a little screenshot and share it there for you. And hopefully that helps you understand where you're at, how much money is being taxed in what tier. As always, Guys, if you want to hear something, let me know. MaryJo at withoutthebank.com. If you've not gotten the book, please grab the book, farmingwithoutthebank.com. You can follow me on Facebook. You can listen to me here, obviously, and I would love to have a review, and that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, But let me know. Either way, whatever I can do to help, that is what I am here for because we have to change this 103-year-old financial problem in the farming industry. We have to fix it. And we can because we have control of that. We have control of our money. So these are things that can be fixed. 
So thanks for tuning in today. I very much appreciate you. And I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Farming Without the Bank podcast. We hope today's episode has inspired you to take control of your finances in new ways. Don't forget to check out our website, farmingwithoutthebank.com, and engage with us on our Facebook page, Farming Without the Bank. Join us next week as we smash more financial myths and empower you to accomplish your financial goals.